Chris. Gwen. Chris. Hey. Hey, not much has happened this week, I think. I hope. I haven't been paying attention. No, I've kind of... I looked and, the you know, not a ton. Nothing, like, huge. I mean, we're in, like, a world of post-E3. You have summer games done quick coming up, like, tomorrow mm. at the time of recording. But it's it's a relatively quiet time. Yeah, good. And we're about to go on vacation for a week. Trying oh, to... yeah, you said you were packing. Where where are you going? Uh, Glastonbury out in the UK. You're going to Glastonbury again? Mm-hmm. Look at you. Hell yeah, man. Gotta, gotta, I don't know. I gotta take a break. <laughs> well, uh, this is one of those things where you plan for it, like, eight, nine months in advance. So by the time it gets here, even though, realistically, I would never in a million years go on a vacation right now. Mm. Uh just because I'm so close to launch, I've got so much to do, and oh my god. But because it's already paid for, and I set it up like almost a year in advance, and I just can't wiggle out of it anyway. And in a way, it's I'm kind of like, I, I've scheduled everything around it. I'm pretty excited now. Like, I'm pretty excited to just take a week off. God, I don't even know who's playing at Glastonbury. I've got very <laughs> out of touch. How is the game going, Gwen? Oh, good. Yeah, we're... um. So right now, I think I'm at a place where I the the there's different kinds of content lock, right? When mm. you're at the closeout phase of a game, there's um prop and content lock is almost always bullshit. It really depends on your team and what kind of game you're making and all kinds of things. Have we talked about content lock before? I'm aware of the concept, but feel free to elaborate. I mean, basically the idea is you have a date, which is usually several months before you ship, where you say, okay, there's no more content changes to the game whatsoever. The programmers need to fix bugs. We need to localize things. All the writing is done. You cannot change a single word. We're going to localize it and translate it into other languages. Mm. Um, all the art is in. You cannot change a single pixel because we, like, nothing can, we can't shake the gel. The programmers have to be willing to do optimization and we're going to start porting things to other platforms. We just can't have changes. Um, <clears throat> but in reality, this breaks down into several different things, right? Like in reality, you can't lock all content at the same time. Uh, usually for instance, animation has to be done before audio and VFX can happen to it. Right. Right. And then there's things like before the cinematics can be finalized, all of the environment geo kind of has to be in at least first pass. Right. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have like rolling content locks. And so it, it it's always, there's always on the schedule one date, but in reality for different teams and different parts of production, it's different dates, but it's also just kind of like, like I'm one person. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to map this. So like, I, I this is my, I, this is by far the smallest team size I've been on. <laughs> I mean, mm. I've got, like I've got a team now, right? And they know my, my environment people, the artists I have I'm working with, they know they're not allowed to work anymore after next week, right? Yeah. So I've officially rolled them off. Um, I'm kind of going to keep change- taking changes from my for, like, sound effects next week. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit messy. It's getting there. I've locked the script. There's going to be no changes to the script, so we can Ooh, translate it as soon as nice. I get back. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> in a way, I've, I've decided content lock will happen here right before I go on vacation because it's perfect. Because it kind of gives you like that mental break and then you come back and you just fix bugs. That's very true. That's pretty good. You can go enjoy the Glastonbury's knowing that content is locked. Nice. Man, this is getting 
I don't know what I thought the timeline was in my head, but it's just like, wow, it feels fast. I know it doesn't to you, probably, but <laughs> <laughs> to me, no, the casual it... observer, I'm like, oh, look at you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's feeling really real. Um, mm. It's getting realer, that's for sure. Like, you, you generally just get so busy, you don't even, all you see are the bugs and the problems, and you don't, like, stop and look at the game, and you don't feel it. Oh, how do I put it? It's different, too, for your different roles, right? Like, yeah. when I'm working on a scene or a specific thing, I you kind of have to tunnel vision in and just see that and focus on that until that's completely polished. And then at some point you step back and you're like, oh, crap, there's a game there. Yeah. I do. I will say this part, I like. I love this part of production for the most part, but it is more fun at larger studios. Um, there's just something about it that when everybody suddenly puts in all that final polish and everything's all of a sudden working at the same time. And usually this is when people are putting in a couple more hours, even if they're not crunching and it, everyone's rowing together and they're moving towards the game being done. And mm. it, it all just gets really real. And all of a sudden the game, <clears throat> it feels like your game is, you come in every day and the game is just noticeably better. Whereas that you don't really get that when it's a tiny ass team and the one who puts everything in engine is me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I imagine it's difficult to have like a, a celebratory moment as well if it's just you if you know what i mean yeah you can't be you know, like we did it and like turn to well you. it's you those moments are always kind of manufactured right and true the truth is i'm bad at manufacturing them partly because it's hard to have a launch party for instance if you have no money right or well yeah i just mean like a not even a launch party but mm -hmm. just like that moment of like yeah we did yeah, it, but, everyone. But there is no... Because... So as soon as I get back, I'm immediately figuring out merch. I'm I'm going to PAX. Uh, one way oh, or another. PAX West. I'll be at PAX West, yeah. I'm going to showcase Khan one way or another at PAX West. Um, nice. And I... As soon as I get back, like, the thing is I'm not done. And the other thing is, like, you're never done. You kind of... No matter what size of your studio, it's just somebody has the presence of mind to say, okay, time to stop and celebrate. And I'm just not going to be the person that does that. Like I never, yeah. I closed the deal with Epic and because, because deals take so long and like there's, when do you celebrate? Do you celebrate when it looks like it's going to happen? When you've actually got the lawyers to approve it by the, like after a month has passed and all the lawyers are in agreement when it's signed, mm. when you get the money, like where is the point? Especially because by the time that's done, it's old news and you're so busy. Your mind is just on a different problem. That's yeah. the way it always is. Like by, after content lock, I mean, I'll celebrate some on vacation. Fuck it. But like, there's never a point where there isn't suddenly just different, more work to do. Mm. Um, and it tends to be like a blend from one to another. So you don't really have that kind of inflection point. No, it feels like a shame. It feels like you should have like, I don't know, something. I guess when it's out, I guess that might be the point. Ship day. Yeah. Like a launch party. That's a, that's such a firm date. Yeah. Yeah. That's happening. Do you even, yeah. I mean, you don't have to say, but do you even have like a date in mind at this point? I've got a range. Yeah. Mm. Like a, a two week range that I'm targeting right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I should say about this, but fuck it. Like I, I did talk to Epic about it. Right. Cause I want to make sure I come out in a time that makes sense for them too. When mm. there's not a lot of stuff on their storefront. Like what if 10 games launch one week and zero launch the week before the week after? Well, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, but things are coming together. 
the way things are panning out, it, it, they kind of like plan out their launches maybe two months in advance or one month in advance at this point. Just because like most of the people that are on there are kind of flexible, similar situation to me. And some people are slipping and some people are not slipping. And it's actually really, really difficult to know exactly what a month is going to look like right now. And hmm. God, I've like... So I've been... I'm obviously following what Epic is doing with their store pretty closely, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Tim Sweeney's definitely been on Twitter talking about... Uh, he, he's doing that thing you see a lot of these days where somebody will... The president of a company will go on Twitter and just directly talk to consumers and stuff. Mm. Um, you're seeing a lot of kind of direct interaction that way. And he's definitely on... on power to him for going on Twitter and like some people are just literally trolling him or trolling Epic and he'll reply and he'll, he'll try to explain things which is cool um, where was I going with this uh, we were discussing a range <laughs> of when your game was going to come out and yeah. trying to do the best thing for Epic and yourself yeah I guess I've, I'm just like I'm really impressed with Epic and like I, I think because I have a front row seat for how hard they're what they're doing right now is like I've watched when when I pitched Kine, um, there was one biz dev person at well, technically mm. two, um, because I forgot about Sergey. So there's two biz dev people that were figuring out which projects were going to go on the storefront. And that was back in January, and now there's there's like eight, I believe, yeah, and they, yeah, and they. You have to keep in mind that they're in this stuck in this place where they're con they're looking at games constantly. Plus, they're managing games and when those games come to the storefront, and what's missing from the storefront, just everything to do with the storefront was just those two people. Plus, they have to like find the time to interview people and then find the time to train up the people they interview on the things. Mm. Where it just becomes like a it just becomes this like keeping your head above the water situation. Yes. Uh. Yeah, so they're. It's been interesting to watch them them grow and ex explosively, uh, to try to take on this thing they're trying to do. And it is yeah. still, dude. It's like, uh, it's hard to explain this, but with Steam or with any, any other storefront, for the most part, I upload images, and there's an automated process that like makes the store page. Mm. Um, and it's sort of understood, but this storefront is so raw they don't have that. Literally, like I email a dude. And I like give him the assets and I'm like, here's here. And he like scales them out. He's like, does this look good? And he shows me screenshots on different things. I'm like, so somebody's manually crafting every freaking page. Wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that page looks great. So that kind of makes sense. I guess just coming from Steam, which has all content ever dumped onto it versus yeah. this more currently curated approach. It's, uh, yeah, I think it looks great. That was one of the things I first liked about the Epic stores. I was just like, ooh. I'd, like, click on games I wouldn't, you wouldn't normally click on on Steam just because it's got such a tiny little square in Steam. But this is a nice big picture and uh, see the artwork here. Ooh. Really? So I like that, personally. See, that's the one thing I'm not, I have difficulty finding things I want to find on the Epic Games store. I will say that. So I never want to find... That's the thing. Like, the times I've been on the Epic Store, I think I wanted to find Hades. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find Kine because I know Gwen Frey. And that was kind of it. So everything else, I was just scrolling. Like, I wasn't really searching for anything on the Epic Store, I guess, was my interactions there. So I just kind of enjoyed the UI. 
I see. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I'm old school. I prefer lists of things. I, it's yeah. going to take me a while to shift over, I'll admit. Uh, as somebody who's even has a game on the Epic Games Store, it'll be a bit f- for me to shift uh, to abandon my library and to move over. But I'm, I'm coming around. Yeah, you don't even have to abandon your library. Like, it's still in Steam. It's all good. <laughs> I know. I don't mean to, what is it? Adopt the language of the trolls of the internet, but uh, no, like I, I, I have high hopes for this. I think it's cool. I think the, mm. I think this will, if nothing else, the downward pressure this is going to put on the um, rev share for storefronts is yeah. worth it. As a game developer, this is so good. I agree. I, I, I don't know. We've discussed this many a time, so I imagine people already know our views on this, but. Competition is good. I don't see this as being a bad thing. It is a good thing, yes. So, yeah, so... Jeez. I'm right now, this weekend, I'm kind of brain dead because I'm just wrapping up uh, everything as far as content goes. I won't hit it all. I'm going to... There's going to be more. Well, the thing is, I have to... At some point, I have to fix the bugs because there are bugs. Yes. And they're on... They're bad, and I know it, and I I don't know what to do about those. But there's different things here. Like, I don't know how to fix these bugs, and and I'm tired. But I know how to, like, make this one cinematic look better. Like You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and it's easier to lean into the things you know. So that might be part of it. I might I have to... Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was going to say, I just like a book by Gwen Frey about this process called I Don't Know How to Fix this These Bugs and I'm Tired <laughs> by Gwen Frey. Oh, yeah. Uh, I that would be, the whole book would be blank because I don't know how to write it because I'm tired. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing in it. It's just a sad, it's more of a tweet than yeah. a book, but yeah. it's, it's still a good tweet. Mm. I mean, it's, there's certain things I just strip don't want to start until I get back because like, so I wrote this undo system and I when I wrote it, the game was one thing, and then by the time the game happened, the the I didn't have the ability to change between characters when I wrote the mm. undo system, right? And so the undo system <laughs> is, oh, uh, I mean it's there. So what's um, the undo? Si- I mean, I can imagine you undo something, and and this is a system that allows that, but uh, in what sense? So the way I, um, if I recall, <laughs> the way I set it up was. Basically, every time you do a move, I uh, there's an action where I save to the... Actually, I think I actually save it to disk. No, I don't save it to disk. I, I save every move. And when mm. I say I save every move, I mean after a move executes, if it executed successfully, it saves the new location, orientation, and a couple other properties on the player character. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's all it saves, right? Um, the problem is I have multiple characters and also now I have things that move in the game that aren't characters. And so now every time a character moves, it saves itself, its own position and orientation. And it also saves like the the new position and orientation of any attached prop or any prop that was pushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just run that on each character um, and that lives on the the character rather than in some kind of intelligent location. And so every time you move, it just says, okay, grab all characters, do this, like save, save the location of each thing. 
And then when I undo, all I do is I'm like, okay, I go back one index, get the location of each thing and, you know, like lerp to that. Yes. Um, but there's no like this, ha this moves before this kind of situation and the characters can be on top of each other. And mostly I just don't care. I just assume if you were in <laughs> like somehow one move ago, everything was in these locations. So get there. And if you clip, fuck it, it's a, there's a blur over it. Who cares? But um, yeah. Yeah. There's bugs in there. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> that. That's just, I don't know if that's going to work. And I just don't know if I have like the time or uh, capacity or willpower to make a thing that works here. So, mm. so I'm just going to fix each fucking edge case as they come up and we're just going to see how many edge cases there are. And that's, and then we're going to ship this and then I'm going to burn this fucking code base to the ground. That's about nice. where, that's about where I am in this project right now is that <laughs> that's about, I got to ship it and then I'm just going to delete the whole thing. Well, I mean, there's Be like the parts. game's done. I feel like a lot of times when I start so I, especially at the beginning of a project I'll start a tool set or something and I'm like oh this is lasting forever and sometimes they do um, mm. this is lasting forever and right now when I when I first started this project I'm like oh I'm going to invest time I'm going to have the grid world be perfect I'm going to make a series of games off this and I do intend to make like more games off this code base but there's certain parts of this fucking code base <laughs> that are not going to make it to Kai 2 and that undo system is prime like that that needs to go you're Chris. staring at it right now. It's like I'm dumbing you, Chris. Like we're gonna we're gonna fucking polish that turd until ship, yep. and then we are gonna throw that turd in the toilet. Oh, we're good. Do something else. I'm glad I'm involved. This is gonna be great. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come around your house and just be like, yo, when are we deleting this file? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's gotta go. There's a, what else has gotta go? The most I think most of my problems resolve revolve around. You know, shit just is fucked sometimes after you undo. Um, for unknowable reasons. Uh, oh, God. So that's just like a... That's like a spreading fungus of problems the minute you use it. Well, on the one hand, it is isolated. Mm. Um, so there's that. But yeah, as soon as you undo, just random things are... Because no concept of like... Basically, imagine you do things... 10 things changed. I saved it, about eight of them changed. And then I undo and like, two things are just not where they're supposed to be, but the game doesn't know that. Sweet. Uh, and it's hard to explain, but I suspect this is the cause of many of my bugs. There's other bugs. There's bugs I just don't know the cause to yet. Like I got one, oh God, I'm explaining, all right, this is an animator explaining like a way that I programmed something to somebody who doesn't even make games. So this is just going to be Great. Um, but okay, so there's times when very briefly I need the player to not be able to input anything, right? Or I just need to queue an input to to execute later, right? As so in like me pressing something on the keyboard or something like that. Exactly. So like say you um because something is in the middle of happening, right? Like so say you hit D to move left or right. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you hit D to move right. And then you either you hold down D or you hit D again really, really fast while you're still in the middle of moving. I queue that and I execute it later, right? Um, gotcha, gotcha. But I, I don't actually, I can't execute a move while you're in the middle of a move because you're in the middle of a move. Because mm. you can't just, 
that one thing has to happen after the other, right? And so there's this kind of like, uh, there's the idea of a move can be suppressed or a move can be completely ignored if, say, you're in the middle of a cut scene and you've accidentally like left something on your keyboard, like, or um, there's just loads of times when you're just ignoring any input just for gotcha. re- yeah. reasons, right? Um, every now and then, whatever it is that ignores input, like the thing says, okay, ignore input. Okay, stop ignoring input. The mm-hmm. stop just doesn't happen, and then just you just can't do anything in the game. Oh, great. <laughs> so, so like you can. Uh, the thing is, I separately lock down movement input versus camera controls, mm-hmm. and the most frustrating thing is you can look around and the game feels like it works because the camera controls are not locked, but input's definitely locked, and I have no idea why. And oh, good. There's just no. It happens completely randomly. Uh, if you play through the game, it'll happen at some point, seemingly randomly, once. Right. Like yeah. And that's just, that's just the reality of the game at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what to do about that either. <laughs> that's a that's not a great situation to be in. I imagine this is normal, you know, when in uh, developing any game and smashing various systems together. X is going to equal various things that you did not expect due to Y equaling something else earlier. Yeah. Is that kind of the thing? Um... Well, the way this one is structured, I don't know. It, this just goes back to... I'm like asking you, so Gwen, how does it not work? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you how it works more, but it'll just bore you. Like, <laughs> rather than flip a bool, I have an int. And every time I lock the, the movement, I add one to an int. And then every time I unlock the movement, oh, yeah. I subtract one. And, and, yeah, and this is yeah. for very specific reasons so that you can daisy chain. Yeah, we all know chain. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your int. But, add like, one can... to your int. You know, you're having a great time. <laughs> Whatever, but like the point is, I I know how. I just don't know. Usually, I don't deal with this crap. Usually, this is somebody else's problem. Yeah, and this is uh, this is Gwen gets back from watching Wu Tang Clan at Glastonbury, and uh, <laughs> they're playing. By the way, you should. Oh, watch, they're, they're the Saturday night headliner on like the third stage. Watch that couple, instead of the Killers. Don't. Yeah, that you know. Yeah, I think we were thinking about going to the Wu Tang Clan actually. Dude, That's true. Dude, that, it's like the Killers is the headline dude. on the pyramid stage. I'm like, no, Lauren Hill's playing as well. By the way, mm-hmm. craziness. Anyway, Are you uh, you excited about Glastonbury? Jeff Goldblum is, has a jazz band. I know. Uh, Glastonbury's like a British institution. If you like music yeah. and you're in Britain, you're generally excited about Glastonbury. Yeah, it's weird. It's, that it's not bigger in America. I don't know why. Um, well, I mean, it doesn't happen in America, but that's, yeah, but it's you know, the biggest music festival in the world. I would think pretty up there. No one in America goes there. Um, I, festivals just seem to really be taking off over here. I don't, you know, they're not, they don't feel like they're as intrinsic to the culture. Like people talk about Woodstock and that would be the only one you'd hear about for ages. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, others have Coachella, started cropping up. Coachella kind of sucks. Yeah. I've never really watched much Coachella. I've never, I don't know too much about it. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let's not talk about Coachella. Um, so yeah, you're going to Glastonbury. You get back, and that's that's Bug City. That's you know. Yeah, that's um. Well, I mean, it's a series of things. Like I've got, uh, I'm taking my artists. They're gonna have like a week off to. Well, actually, no, they're doing stuff this week. I I can go into it, but like I I set them up so that they can color balance different parts of the game and stuff. So Ooh. they're doing stuff, but um. Yeah, when I get back, we're going to start talking marketing materials and merch and just mil- just unbelievably large amounts of bullshit you have to do for the various storefronts. 
Yeah. Like getting key art, getting key art in every, like, in a square, in a slightly different square, in a slightly, in a rectangle of this shape, in a rectangle of this shape, at this DPI, at this DPI, at this DPI, at this DPI, an icon, like, all the thing. Yeah, we have to have an icon for the game at some point, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so we, we start on all of the the incredibly large amount of random stuff that hits right about here. Uh, they'll be rolling onto that. And then um, Mitchell will probably be wrapping up some audio stuff. You always let your audio guys go a bit into content lock. You just kind of have to. Mm. Um, trailers. Start making a trailer as soon as I get back. Yeah. Um, Are you going to make the trailer? No, I wish. I wish. I don't have time. I've reached out to a friend. He's going to help me out. We're gonna... I was going to say, I think that would probably be the wiser move. Yeah, no, dude, I wish. I wish, I wish. But no, I got to... There's just too many too many little things to do even and the thing is the scariest stuff is the stuff you don't know about yet <laughs> mm. oh the shit that you discover <laughs> yeah and i'm already like just looking at my time my time is full without that stuff so <sighs> i'm pretty sure pretty sure i can't do the trailer i'm gonna i'll be heavily i'll be the nightmarish person who's like why don't you? i'll be noodling it a lot i'm sure just i have opinions about trailers but, oh um, yeah Gwen I'm, we have done many an episode please go back through the back catalog of the dialogue box <laughs> for some opinions on trailers yeah but yeah so next up is um, and I haven't heard back yet I'm just going to assume I'm going to Gamescom and I have a lot to do there I don't <laughs> it's best it's best at with events like big tempo ones mm-hmm. best to assume I, I applied like I've applied to all the things in packs. Prime and Gamescom, and I assume I'll get into some number of them. So I hope you get to go to PAX Prime because I'm hoping it goes. I've never been to PAX Prime before, so or PAX West now. Sorry. Uh, let me promise you, I will be at PAX West. Yeah, there you go. I'm hoping I get to go. I don't think I'll be able to go for the Friday, but I think I'll be there for the Saturday, Sunday, Monday situation. So nice. I can if see Khan, the Gwen space. Hell yeah! If Khan gets into more than one thing, I might ask you to go work for me. <laughs> please do it gives me a good uh, i'm always struggling to convince people to send me a places so <laughs> i'm into it all right but yeah yeah so the dialogue box will be at pax west you hear it here mm-hmm. first uh, we should make it official first let me make sure let me get out of the gun here but i think so all um, the boxes out there are gonna be getting crazy like oh shit and they're buying tickets <laughs> yeah the boxers is that what we're calling them for, yeah, I think I've called them okay. that a few times. The boxes, yeah, box enough. heads. I don't know, like what what no. works. No, don't do that. That's weird. Boxers. Uh, 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 we'll think on it. We'll workshop it. We'll get there. Okay, we'll get there with that. I don't think we're there yet. Oh god, yeah. we could, I could make a dialogue box shirt. Just that one logo in the middle of a plain white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could do a lot of things. You could chew glass. I don't know, like. <laughs> Life is full of options. It's it is. I'll just walk around in it, also with a dialogue box hat. Yeah, I think it'll go well with your utilikill, Chris. It will. Yes. <laughs> oh God, I should get a utilikill. All right. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably not going to do this, which is the only reason I'm saying it. But you know how like the one character in my game is that piano with a little skirt. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be a hilarious for a utilikill? Like, what if the utilikill? Yeah, had little ruffles and it was a little skirt. I mean, I'd go look, with, I'd go with an actual skirt, but like, if you it right, I will say this: <laughs> if you wear it, if you make it and you wear it, I will also wear it 
for <laughs> packs like one day not all the days oh my god <laughs> but i'll wear it i've never worn a utility kilt i've never oh felt the god. need but if you do it I'll, you... I'll do it as well i mean you'll you know you'll look like you're wearing a skirt but i will look like a man making a statement of <laughs> utility not based just kilts. that it'll yeah. be a utility kilt with like a piano yeah and i'll be like print. you play piano and i'll be like no <laughs> No, I was thinking it'd be ruffled too, man. Like, what sort of like? Yeah, well, yeah, like it's not going to be a straight fabric. Go and you know, jazz it up a bit. Okay. I'm going to wear it. Make me all look right. nice. All right, all right, Chris. They're expensive. That's the other part of it. That's why I feel yeah, like I'm putting myself out there on this. It's pretty like, much. It's pretty much not going to happen. Yeah. You're really <laughs> just because like the cost of making a custom utility kilt is unknowable oh, to me right now. But probably a shit ton. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember seeing them at a stand at a PAX East and was just like, oh, wow, those those sure do cost a lot. Wow, it's not enough to... <laughs> I want to stand out and be original, but it's going to cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Maybe, like, at like, that point, just buy a fucking skirt. Own it. Yeah, Jesus. Right? Like, <laughs> I was right there with you. It's like, oh... Um, uh, this is a but waste yeah. of money. If you make a kind utilical, I will wear one. <laughs> That's the kind of I don't know. Oh, shit. Now I gotta find a way. What if it's yeah. just a skirt? Can we just? Uh, okay. I mean, the fact that it's a utilical makes it funnier. So yeah, I don't know. Like just a skirt is just like oh, Chris is wearing a skirt. I guess like that's you know less less exciting. I feel you. All I right. don't know. There's something funny about utilical, and that's you know, if if I'm walking around pair of Jordans and a utility kilt, dialogue well, box cap and shirt, <laughs> giving everyone a big well, thumbs up as they walk by the booth. It's like, because you have to go out of your way to do it, and it's a statement. Where if it was like, I just want to wear, I want, you know, I just like the way it feels, I like the way the yeah. fabric feels, I just want some some breeze in my junk. That's I don't know great. why men do things, but like, maybe that's it, no, right? Like, I why couldn't wouldn't, tell you either. Why, if, if you just wanted that, I mean, I can understand, like, you want your legs to breathe as a chick that wears skirts. Like, I get it. So just wear yeah. a skirt, though. But to, to spend mm. that kind of money, to, you do that because you're like, I want to spend some money and make a fucking statement. I want people I'm to see my quality kilt. In. Yeah. Well, but you know what? We are people who don't appreciate kilts. Perhaps. It's true. It's true. I, uh, you know, not being a Scotsman, I don't feel mm. I should, you know, you, you can't don the tartan unless uh. you uh, really... You know, you're from said place in Scotland and etc. But like, are you are you saying it's cultural? Kilt? Oh, okay. I was gonna yeah, say, is it cultural appropriation <laughs> where you till a kilt? Now, is this where you're going with that? This I life? don't know. Like that, I couldn't <laughs> say. Like, I I do not feel nearly qualified to uh, talk about that. But I feel a utility kilt is silly enough that I wouldn't <laughs> feel bad wearing it. Like if I was well, walking around, like yeah, it is. It is definitely like, yo, we took skirts, but we made them cool because we made them for men and shit. Now here's a bunch of, give us a shit tons of money to wear this special skirt for men. It's yeah. like, uh, there's a right. lot of like info about what the material is and how strong it is. I'm it's like, like oh, I just hate all that shit. Like when uh, for stuff for women, they'll take like some man thing, they'll paint it pink and they're like, now it's for women here. It costs oh. $10 more. Yeah, like, that's razors. You, you discussed the razor industry. <laughs> Yeah, basically. It's like, what the fuck, guys? Uh, that's how I feel about the utilicate in the other direction. Like, okay. Yeah. Just wear a skirt. Live with it. I don't know. Yeah. And you can get you can get kilts cheaper than that. They go to so much effort with the utilicates. Like those, if you want, anyway, we should stop talking about utilicates. We're going to get that. We're, we're searching for that one individual that tried to sell Chris that utilicate that one time. We would like to talk to you again. 
mostly sir? because sir? <laughs> we want a deal on the fucking piano print utility kilt situation. Yeah. And I feel like you might know how to get this merchandise cheaper than we do. So yeah, that that dude, there's this dude. I remember seeing him on a flight to Pax East, and I recognized him from the year before. As I was like, "You're Utilikilt, dude." So I, if well, I saw him, I'd know him. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, he's he's made an investment, right? Like he's he's procured enough product that he probably has to offload it. Um, yeah, so he's yeah. got to probably he go custom, to them for a while. Custom utility. Well, we'll look into that. That's something for us to do. If yes. you see us at Pax West. And I am wearing a Utila kilt, then you know why, and you can come up and give me the secret dialogue box signal <laughs> that we will determine a different time. If you see Chris Slight in a piano Utila kilt at Pax West, please understand that Gwen has absolutely no sense of priorities, and the game is definitely <laughs> slipping. That is the what game, you... the game's fucked. Like we've <laughs> like, got like, Gwen has done. completely lost control of her life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this joke was more important than getting the game done and you should be mad at her. That's what she... <laughs> Gwen, Gwen realized this was the only way she was going to smile today. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Chris is wearing <laughs> a utilical. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, you know, that's one option. So let's hope I don't end up wearing a utilical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to buy a sewing machine. Okay. Oh, just make it one. Would be really... cheaper than purchasing the utilical. Most like Gwen, this is just one bit of fabric. It's <laughs> like, not even any elastic or anything at the top. But this is just gonna fall down. <laughs> you said you'd do it. I mean, if your if your friend sewed you a custom utilical, are you telling me? Are you gonna look me in the eye and tell me that you're not gonna wear? You look like really desperate, this, <laughs> like you this need precious this. gift that I that I procured for you, Chris Light, because I feel like I put myself into this work. All right, man. Just... Uh, you know what, Gwen? If as long as it would physically stay on my body, I would wear it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna need your measurements. Yeah, I'll get them over. I'll get them over. We'll, <laughs> we'll get that ready. Seattle is, you know, not ready for this. <laughs> we should probably wrap this one up. I think. I don't know. I feel like we could go on more about those kilts, man. I mean, there's. I I feel we've found a nice vein of gold there that we were we can <laughs> mine. But you know, you don't want to go too far. You don't want to. You don't want to mine too Over deep. There, <laughs> Balrogs, etc. You don't want to. You know. Yes, we have to think of the environment. Yeah. Well, it's been great chatting with you, Chris Light. You too, Gwen. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box.